Hello, everyone. This is Corey Bisher. want to say thank you again for joining us on Let's Talk About It. Today, we have the most esteemed, really great friend of mine named Lisa J. Crawford. She is not only a friend, but she is an author. She is a speaker. She is the person that you want on your accountability team. And what we're going to talk about today is she is also an employee advocate. Um, I call her LJ, so I hope that's okay, LJ. Uh, (laughs) But I want to welcome you to the show today. Um, And I appreciate you being here. Thank you. So like uh, Corey said, I'm Lisa J. Crawford and um, I am an employee advocate. This is where my heart is right now and has always been because I have been in the hospitality industry, you know, Corey, for a long time. And I've seen both sides of how employees are treated. And so I'm just here for them. I want coaches, I want the, the directors and all of them to be more aware of how important the employee is. Okay. I do because we have had some jobs like girl. I had some jobs I quit before lunch, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) we could have used some employee advocates on them jobs because we girl went to lunch and never came back. So as an employee advocate, now how did you get your start being an employee advocate? Like where did you start off knowing? Okay, you know what? Somebody has to be a voice because this is not working. Well, from my own personal trauma that I had in the workplace, um, when you are in a job that is making you sick, physically sick, and you're under so much stress, and even for myself, but seeing my coworkers in those situations, and they felt like just because they were housekeeping or just because they were banking services, they didn't have a voice. Well, at the time, I was if you will, at that time, I was just a concierge. But as I kept going up the ranks, I learned that nobody that shows up is just. Right. It's because of them that the company is moving. And so Mm -hmm. uh, understanding that I wasn't alone in how I felt as I continued to grow and develop, I was like, you know what? I need to be a voice for the voiceless. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it it took it's brought me to this platform. Right now, you know, you you mentioned housekeepers and um and some other positions. Now that to me sounds like hotel. You're working yes. in a in, in a hotel. I was working in a hotel at that time, but okay. honestly, when I look when I go to different places, you know, even if it's uh, fast food or Starbucks or anywhere, if there's a service being mm-hmm. rendered and you have someone on the front line, it covers everybody. People, I've even had some nurses approach me about this program. And she was like, well, the doc, you know, we spend so much time doing paperwork and things that we feel like other people should be doing, like an assistant or something should be doing so we can take care of our patients. They under stress too. 
Right. And it sounds to me, you know, like you're saying, employee advocates shoot. That's anywhere that there are employees. It doesn't really matter what What industry, industry, yeah, what industry, what, um, you know, what position. If there are employees, there there needs to be an employee advocate. And to be honest with you, now that I'm thinking about it, that should be a, sounds to me, that should be a salaried position in a company i'm working on that okay <laughs> oh we on the same page then. <laughs> the because when you think about it now i cannot speak for every hr and i'm not dogging any of my hrs this is just an observation of the collective most hr representatives once you get past you know helping with your benefits and you know, uh, writing up people and, and, and doing warnings and all when it gets to if you have a problem with a director who is HR going to go and reprimand that director? No ma'am <laughs> because I've been there and I was always the one in fault well mm-hmm. they are tired they have so much going on that, you know, it was always an excuse. And I'm like, okay, do I not matter here? Right. And that's what, yeah, that's what's disheartening when you feel like you don't matter. But to be honest with you, you know, you got the, the lower positions are the wheels that drive the car. Come on now. Because, you know, you don't have a cleaning lady. Oh, Please tell me how long that hotel gonna run. Come if on. you don't have the banquet people, how's that conference gonna go? <laughs> how is it going? And you know, the the sales manager, we can make a sale and that be it till it's the next time to make a sale. But the housekeepers and those people on the front line, those people keep the customers, you know, in a top of mind to keep your property or your place in top of mind because like oh you know you remember when miss gail did this for me you know i can't wait to go back there so it it brings on a a deeper sense of urgency when they feel like they are recognized by what they say the least of them but they're the most of them you You know know i I do know what you mean you know why and i'm gonna tell you a friend of mine came out to a hotel and I don't like, I, I need heavy blankets. And I asked the girl at the front desk, I said, well, you know, can I have more blankets? Cause I don't like them little, you know, them little wimpy blankets. Yeah. And <laughs> she said, well, let me see what I can do. Now she was the, she was the front desk lady, but she said, let me see what I could do. And she asked the housekeeper, you know, is there anything that we can give her that would be a little bit more weighted? And the housekeeper said, yeah, um, you know, I'll take care of it. Girl, she came up there with some blankets. It was, she gave, she had about three blankets and they were nice and heavy. And she, she said, um, yeah, she told me to only bring you one, but I brought you three. So, you know, make sure that they in the corner so I can clean them up when, when I need to. So I said, you know, okay, thanks. Now, from that little small gesture, the next three times that we had to book a hotel, 
I made sure that we went to the same hotel. How long ago was that? Girl, that was that was six years ago. That's a whole impact right there. Right. And that's what I that's what I want executives to understand. You can't ask somebody to work. Oh, you need to work a double. Such and such didn't call in. They got carpal tunnel, bad feet, but you want them to work double shifts. And then after they do that, the very next day, you walk past them executives like they don't even exist. Right, right. I cannot, when I tell you my soul cringes when I see that behavior, and I'm very vocal Mm -hmm. about it. In a very nice way, but a mm-hmm. very um, I want them to understand that you can't expect. Are you gonna go clean the room? Exactly. Exactly. Let me tell you something about me, boo. I tried to work the front desk for three days. <laughs> wait, wait. Why hear this tried? <laughs> Girl, it was a try. It was a fail. It was a flat out fail. So, with that being said, this guest came down. He, I was standing there with uh, one of the guys, and he's like, Miss Lisa, he said, you just stand beside me, you can just shout at me, and he was all bubbly, and this guest came down with a coffee pot, and I thought, hmm, what's he going to do? <laughs> so he brings a cup, coffee pot, and he said, it's water in this coffee pot, and proceeds to throw the water upon my co-worker's face. Oh. I, I slammed my hand down on that counter, and I looked at him, and he said, Miss Lisa, I think they're calling you in the back. I said, you didn't hear nothing. I want to stay here, please. And so I'm talking to him under my breath because this man is raging. And so I just stood there and watched the interaction. This man never broke character. He was so sweet to this disgruntled, unappreciative person. And I just looked at him. I said, man, you have done a great job. I said, I know myself. And I cannot do this position. So if you ever need anything from me, please let me know. If I'm not doing something right, please let me know. Because I want to make your job easier. Because nobody, you got to know your lane. That was not my lane. That was not your lane. And if you would have tried to be in that lane. Uh-uh. Yeah. I, in the post. I was going to say, probably would have been some some cases, some cases caught. We'd be over here trying to get some bail money. with that knowing you know that executives know they don't want to work the front desk they don't want to do this i tried to make a bed one time that girl was about (laughs) as tall as michaela and she said miss lisa you got to do this 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 and this and you know she whipped one bed together so i was over there trying to make the other bed it was queen bed i bet they had 50 sheets on that one bed i said Oh my gosh. She said, Miss Lisa, you you just taking too long. Can you go wipe the candles off in the bathroom? Because I was shadowing. And so, and I called myself trying to help. So she whipped that. I just stood back. She fixed that bed in like 62 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa, my grandmother got a saying for that. All help ain't good help. <laughs> All help ain't good help. It wasn't good help, baby. I, I wiped them candles like I was a, a, a candle wiper by, from birth. <laughs> I just love people and I think that people uh, accept things because sometimes they feel like they can't do better mm-hmm. and those people are the people that get my heart. Right. If you're trying every single day and somebody's consistently ignoring you, no, I'm the one. It's me. <laughs> right, right. I'm the one that helps. 
Now, you know, you say that and, and it was, I have seen it consistently um, when Barack Obama was in office. Oh, God. That was one thing that I really, truly appreciated when you seen him walking down a hallway, walking down, you know, anywhere he was, you know, he's shaking the janitor's hand. Hey, man, how you doing? Good, you know, good to see you. Thanks a lot. And those small moments are really what, yeah, really can propel people to want to do better. Want to, you know, they want to make sure that they're not cutting corners and, oh, I'm just going to do this side because it's the only side they're going to see. Oh, I'm not going to. Yeah, they don't care. I'm not going to care. So, you know, when you do have validation that what you are doing is important, then, you know, you want to, you want to do better. And, you know, we're not even going to talk about the, uh, financial financial aspect of it but all of that comes into play so i think what you're talking about you know being an employee advocate is you know i think i think that is the uh job position that has not been talked about that needs to be talked about i think it needs to be talked about yeah i think you know somebody that can see things from an objective standpoint now if you ain't doing your job and you're just trying to be trifling but now you're going to the employee advocate uh-uh. yeah we're going to talk about it <laughs> yeah, we're going to put everything on the table and say okay for real for real oh, but yeah, for real. you know like you said though for the ones who who are doing what they need to do um to make this work they definitely you know need recognition and need to be I need to be heard because I'll tell you, um, out in Los Angeles, the uh, industry, the hotel industry workers got upset and they said, forget it. You don't want to treat us right. We're not going to come to work. Girl, can you imagine downtown Los Angeles without a Hispanic insight at work at a hotel? That day shut down millions of dollars for the hotel industry. Just that one day because they didn't have people to, yeah, they didn't have people in the kitchens. They didn't have people, like you said, to clean the places and it was devastating. And oh, they got some act right real quick because they, yeah, they got some act right real quick because they couldn't, you know, they wouldn't have been able to sustain that. So, you know, when I came from the concierge position, which was an hourly position, and I ended up being a manager. I promised myself um, that when I got a break, like I would make sure that every day I took like a 15 minute break and I would go to housekeeping. I talked to the director and told him I'm gonna give somebody a, a break for a minute and I'm gonna fold the towels. Or I remember going to banquets and I kicked my heels off. It was after somebody had, a, we had a, a luncheon. And I kicked my heels off, took my jacket off and I was started clearing the table and they said, Miss Lisa, this little boy, I will never forget him. He said, Miss Lisa, don't you do this. This is dirty. These people don't touch this stuff. I said, let me ask you something, sir. Are you doing it? He said, yeah. I said, if it's good enough for you, it's good enough for me. When I tell oh, you, we. How, the look <laughs> on his face was priceless. And yeah. I treated everybody like that. When we had events and the sales team had to go, People would ask me, excuse me, ma'am, who are you? I said, I, I work at the hotel, my sales manager here. They said, well, I feel like I'm at the president's table because 
when I said <laughs> my coworkers would come by and say, Miss Lisa, you need anything? Are you good? <laughs> you need anything? I'm good. And they would have that. I'd have my own, that table have their own banquet service, but other banquet service was stopping by. You need anything? <laughs> <laughs> so, right. It's like, like, wait, why we got five or six servers? Everybody else has <laughs> Woman, uh -huh. the one the woman is making sure so, she and that's how you want people that's how you want people to feel right. when you are advocating for them because then they're gonna do their job better they're gonna they're they gonna feel like they are a part of you know division. this division and this whole right. yeah this you know and like i said whatever industry it is they're gonna feel like their part matters because i know if, if you don't feel like your part matters, then, honey, you are. The shutdown is real. Yeah, the shutdown. Yeah. I don't care. Whatever. I'm just here for a check. Uh, oh. Pay me Friday is real, and whatever yeah. happens in between here and there, that's just what happens. But I'm gonna do enough, you know, to Make let you think check. I'm doing. Yeah, to let you think I'm doing stuff. But you know, I'm taking breaks in the bathroom. I'm. <laughs> I'm taking a long scenic route to get the dishes back to the kitchen. <laughs> we at a place now, Corey, where people are taking their lives so on, you know, from depression and and heartache and and all these different things from stress. And I'm like, do employee employers understand the stress that they put upon? The employees now i'm not taking the weight off of the executives because everything rise and fall on leadership so whoever the executive is answering to if they got bad behavior they receiving bad behavior right somewhere. right so i'm not going to act blind to that but what i do want the ones that are in the building to understand you be your own person and you treat your people properly right because you're when it comes down to it you're going to re be responsible for a billion dollars by the end of the year Right. <laughs> now you know here's another um here's another take on it lj you know we're talking about employees but not all employees want to be employees forever they don't so you have to grow them right and and you know the my thing is you know some some people are being employees because they're saving up for that catering business they're trying to do or mm -hmm. for that you know party store they trying to build or whatever it may be whatever it may be and when you have quality you know when they learn how to be a quality employee and quality leadership then that's what they will take with them when they become the employer that's right you know that they'll know so oh okay yeah i know how i was treated over at so and so i don't want to do my employees that way so I'm going to do this different or I'm going to do that different. So it really is a trickle. Um, it's a trickle down. It's a trickle it really down is. effect. So, so um, is it is our time yet? <laughs> no, it's, um, let me see. We had about 20 minutes. Now I wanted to ask you a little bit about, you said something about a program. Um, you mentioned something about an employee program. So it's more, it's executive coaching. Okay. And so my um, thoughts on this is I want to get in front of, I am going to get in front of executives mm -hmm. in um, hotels or whatever business it may be, but, um, and teach them 
not all these uh, statistics and all these things, but just a human side. Because sometimes executives get so wrapped up in the numbers, right. they forget that they're human beings. They forget that when they were 16 years old or 20 years old, they had a boss that was on them like white on rice. I think that society has pushed some executives into a corner of, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. These people don't matter. You know, right. I, that's just how I feel. So I have a... Um, uh, acronym SELL, S-E-L-L, and so I'm building at this time a course and a program for executives. And the SELL, the first, the S is for what are you selling the employee when they come to your your company? What are you selling? Are you selling them the truth? Are you selling them work-life balance when you know they won't have any? Are you selling them good benefits? Are you selling them promises that you may not be able to keep? Let's evaluate those things that you are selling. They not only have to sell you, executive, but you have to sell them too. Because these millennials these days, they make decisions. I will just live in a 400 square foot place (laughs) until I can get what I want. So we want these millennials to grow too, you know? Right. A lot of them are making their own way. But anyway, so the, the S is for sale. What are you selling them? The E is for example. All the excitement and everything that that employee had, employee had when you said yes to them, and they were excited and they were doing all of this extra work and they were making you proud, making themselves proud, and then all of a sudden they go to the left. Well, what kind of example have you been? If they went to the left abruptly, it's something in the area, in the culture of the company. So maybe they was watching that executive. Did they go to the left? Let's evaluate it. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh, and then the next sense. L is listen. If they do go to the left, are you using your all your senses to understand, listen with your eyes, your heart, your ears, just listen and see what is going on with them. How can you correct it and get that employee back on track? Even mm-hmm. if it means you got to get yourself back on track. Right, right. What kind of impact are you making? Right. And what are, you, are you being? Right. And are you showing what you're saying? Are you doing right. the same walking thing? It, as, walking it out. Right. Okay. And then the last L is for leaders. Do you want to grow leaders? Even if they leave the company with all your knowledge. Right. Are you growing growing leaders? Are you growing uh <laughs> what are you growing? <laughs> You know, right. you want to grow the leaders, lead them into such a way that when they leave, they can be like, you know what, that leader right there, man, if it wasn't for them, man, you know, you want to have that. And you can't be that for everybody, but the ones that you can be, you need to be. Right. And that's a really great point because when I started in child development, um, I was 16 years old mm-hmm. and I was a teacher's assistant. And the teacher that I worked with, she gave me all the work that the teachers had to do. She gave me all the responsibilities that the teacher had to do. And I used to think, what is wrong with her? <laughs> like, why is she giving me all this stuff? Why is she making me do all this stuff? But what I realized after ha- finally having a conversation with her, she was saying, Corey, you're not going to be an assistant teacher all the time Mm -hmm. i need you to know what to do 
when you become a teacher or when you become a supervisor. And so when I thought it was her just riding me and getting on my nerves, right? she was really making sure that I knew what I needed to know when I got to the next level. Now for her, you know, she has no idea to this day. If somebody asked me about my head start experience, mm-hmm. you know, I'd be like, yeah, there was this one teacher. And I say that about every teacher in, you know, the school districts, any trainers, everyone will have a story about you. It's up to you to decide how that story is going to go. So for me, you know, my story with her is there is this one teacher, Miss Cheryl. Oh, she got on my nerves. She had me doing everything. But when it was time for me to become a teacher, I was already prepared. I didn't need training. I didn't need anything. And that's why I got the position so easily is because Mm -hmm. I knew how to do everything. So, you know, that is, so what do you want your story to be about you when your people leave you? That's right. You know, and and we got to really think about how, yeah, the impact that we leave with them. Right. We got to think about that. Now I'm going to tell you something. One of the greatest leaders that I've had, in uh on one of my jobs her name was miss gail she was 90 pounds soaking wet <laughs> but when i tell you this little lady and she was a, a a a lobby attendant one of the things that she told me if she saw me looking sideways she said look at here pull yourself together she said all of us are rooting for you you need to make us proud and pull yourself together because i was falling apart on every hand at certain times until i had to really shake myself honestly this woman kicked me so hard toward the end of that job (laughs) that i had no choice but to get myself together and anytime i feel bad even to this day she's the one who i think about and i met her in 2004. wow wow it's just i know it's crazy what kind of impact you can have on somebody years so many years later and you know you like i said you know you just don't know the kind of impact but i want to know so we have about three minutes left about Mm -hmm. three and a half minutes left what i would like to know is one um how can people get in touch with you if they are like you know what i need to talk to her about this employee advocacy i need to I, I own a business and i need to know you know what is it that she's talking about or how can that help me um how can people get in touch with you what are your uh you know all of the social medias whatever it is you want to put out there so that people okay. know how to get in touch with you okay well my website com. It has all my social media on there. I have articles on there about uh, employee culture, workplace culture, about employee advocacy. I have some of those things on there and all my information is on there. And just stay tuned to that website because it is going to grow. I am working on a book uh, called Hospitality Begins Within. And this book will talk about hospitality is everywhere. It's in the churches and organizations. It's everywhere. If you can't treat people right inside the four walls that you direct, you need to think about who you are as a person. Right. Period. 
Right. And so and how um, you and how do you think your business is gonna grow if you don't address those issues? If you don't take care of you first and, and I'm a self-evaluation coach. That's what I like. Because <laughs> I evaluate myself on the regular. Because mm-hmm. I don't wanna be that person. I wanna be the person who's like, dang, you remember Miss Crawford? I I remember her. She yeah. did this, this, and that. That's what I that's what else are we here for? Exactly. If we're not making an impact. Exactly. Well, LJ, as quickly as this started, I mean, I know this is supposed to be a quick 30, but man, I have it's thoroughly okay. enjoyed speaking to you. Um, I'm I'm excited to hear about the things that you're doing. I already know, you know, I already know you're gonna you're doing big things. But with the minute that we have left, what is like the one um one point you would like to like to say to the listeners? Just about who you are, you know, something that you want to share with them. You have one minute. One minute. This is totally on something else. Let your yes be yes to you. You leap. If it's something that you want to do, take a faith walk with yourself and leap. Because I promise you, if it's on your path and it's in your purpose, God will provide a net for you. Let your no be no. Because sometimes people will ride you to death and you always saying, yes, say no. No is an action word. It's a word of protection for you. So just mm. let your yes be yes and your no be no and live your life according to your path, not nobody else's. Amen. Let the church say amen. Now, you know, you got to come back and we got to talk about that some more because that's a whole nother podcast in itself. So we're going to get together and we're going to talk about that. But for right now, we're going to say goodbye. We're going to say thank you for coming. And thank listeners, you. thank you. And tune in next time to Let's Talk About It. Think about what you want to talk about. Get in touch with me. Let's talk about it.